last week, Boa took a bow. Hi. I'm Twinkle motherfucking toes of the Washington, D.C. motherfuckings. And I'm folding clothes. I'm Jamal. You better fold clothes. Yes. I believe in multitasking. Miss Thing, I have a whole, like, basket full of clothes sitting in my closet from, like, three (laughs) weeks ago that I have yet to even... I I was, like, out of sight, out of mind, bitch. Mm -mm. And, like, rolled it into that lovely walk-in closet that I have. Mm -mm. Uh, Where am I getting dressed to fucking go? Well, still. (laughs) The way that your house is kept affects your mood. Oh, yeah, my house is, is real fiercely clean. That's why we hit that shit in the closet. I was about to say, so you open that closet. Yeah, well, I mean, how often... Listen, ever since I came out of that bitch, which, let's be real, never spent a whole lot of time in there anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I vowed to never go back in. Oh, okay. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Whatever makes well, you happy. Do- oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'll fold them eventually. I dead ass forgot they were there until I went in there. <laughs> so I started doing this most recent load, and I was like, "Oh, I probably could fold those today." Until you heard, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> until you heard a stirring in the closet, and you opened <laughs> the door, and there was this giant monster. Now, <laughs> welcome to Black to Our Roots, a Blackity Black podcast discussing and chatting about RuPaul's Drag Race, except now we are up in the north in Canada, baby. Yes. The true Today north. We're gonna ch- yes. Well, there's further north than Canada. I know, but that's what they call themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, they call themselves the true north. Didn't I know that? Yeah, that's why you ever notice at the end of each episode, whichever judge is <laughs> charged with it in the schizophrenic judging. Um, <laughs> right. The, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. Right. It's your turn. Whichever one it is, um, says, you know, stay true no stay true north, strong and fierce. Oh yeah, I noticed that. I just never knew where that was from. And at that point I'm like, all right, whew, we made it through the episode. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> With everything that happens on Canada's draggers, I'm pretty much so like I'm always like, that means something to them and that is okay. <laughs> I don't need to understand it all. <laughs> well, I always I think about I always think about and you're gonna love this. Um, Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> All right, moving on to the episode. <laughs> because there's a section of the country in Game of Thrones is referred to as the North. And they're hella prideful about, you know, we're the North. Shit is real up here. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, on season 11, Brooklyn was uh, queen of the North, everything. I'm surprised. I'm, I, do, you, do we know if she sells any merch that says that? I don't okay. think she does. I think she missed the boat. She needs to go ahead and get on top of that. Well, is anybody checking for Brooklyn Heights merch anymore? Maybe. I don't know. No shade. I still want that Akira C. Davenport shower curtain. <laughs> and I was like, girl, please get a website. What's up with the Davenports and then <laughs> And there's no website. And then technology just in general. Right. Well, even Kennedy has a damn website. <laughs> yeah, but you saw the way she posted it. We'll say, oh. <laughs> We're not getting into that. We are here to talk about episode seven of RuPaul's Drag Sorry, Canada's Drag Race. Uh, last week, uh, Boa got sent to the house. Aww, uh, I'm still sad uh, about that. Me too. Because um, I, I do, I've always, I, Stacey said that Boa is really special, and I agree with that. I really liked her. Uh, Boa writes, her uh, outgoing message is nice, <laughs> exclamation point, which I think is 
great. I'm glad the girls are keeping it short because I remember Monique Hart left and she like left an entire like white paper as she was. <laughs> well, look, I was watching her get eliminated earlier today. Actually, when what? I went to go when I went to go get my coffee this morning, for some reason, it's because Carly Rae Jepsen came on my um my <laughs> my play my shuffle. Right, so, you got sent home to hooked on a feeling. Right, so I mean, uh, yeah, hook cut, cut to, to a, cut to the feeling, and so I was like, oh yeah, let me watch that lipstick. I remember it was a mess. So Child, yeah. you, got, <laughs> you know, you got Vixen tumbling for her life everywhere. <laughs> Monique, there's marbles on the floor. <laughs> Monique don't know not one of the words. I think she was saying the alphabet at one point. She's praised that, and the wig flying everywhere. The wig that came off. That was like the <laughs> girl. The least you can do is have the shit take down. <laughs> well, the wig came off. Memory. The wig came off within the first ten seconds of the lip sync. Yes, with that uh, bent knee. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I was I was um, watching, but yeah, I don't. I'm glad that Boas was short because the girls have kind of been doing a whole lot on this mirror and Miss Canada's Drag Race, right? And saying nothing, right? Refusing, <laughs> refusing to write a message, writing their name and like size seventy eight fonts. <laughs> Comic Sans. Yes. What are y'all, y'all going ham on this mirror? What is happening? <laughs> Well, you know, it's, I guess, I mean, hey, if you have a moment for some camera time, <laughs> take it. Right. Take it. So I take the statement back. I'm not mad at Monique taking up all the camera time because bitch said, y'all gonna remember me on this motherfucker. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna forget me, ho. Y'all gonna, we gonna erase what just happened on this stage. Right, exactly. Y'all gonna call me back for All Stars 4. So uh, the, girls are, and the girls are also um, loving on Boa, which I think is great because you remember when, but what are you doing back there? Washing dishes? Oh, I look, let me move my plastic bag. <laughs> Boa, because you know, when Boa came in, you know, the what we thought might be the story on Boa is that like she it has this really shitty reputation off of the show yeah. as being a hot ass mess, and um, they didn't focus on that as her narrative for the show. Never manifested, I thought it. was really good, yeah, which is which is great. Because they love to bring outside drama onto the show to create storylines. Well, based on this episode, you don't need that much outside drama to come in because the girls, <laughs> all you really got to do is stress the girls out for four weeks and the drama creates itself. Child rag, make them eat Subway every day, have a five <laughs> split $5 foot long okay. between the three of them. And then they would just, the let, they would just let half. <laughs> Queens Unleashed, yes, on the Canada, on the Canada's yes. Drag Race, no less. The irony is just. <laughs> so the girls go sit on sit down on the couch and they talk about last week's uh, deliberation on the runway, where they asked the dreaded question, "Who do you think should go home and why?" Mm-hmm. And um, basically, everyone is like. Um, Lemon, we didn't say that you should go home because you've been doing a shitty job. Mm. But you, we really said that you should go home because you've been basically eating us the fuck up for the last couple of weeks. And we're tired of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes back to, we talked about this last week, and uh, it goes back to that time on Top Model Cycle 8 <laughs> when everybody thought they was going to throw Natasha under the bus and Natasha walks up in her, her uh, Russian accent. If Giselle Bunchen was here, I would say she was my biggest competition too, because she's the most beautiful girl here. And that's some weak bitch shit. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, I mean, it also, yeah, it's just it's it's mean girl mentality. It's weak bitch shit. Um, 
And it's really just insecurities. Because, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the case of, like, Ilona, you know, you saw that it's really just folks not being the most secure in where they are in the competition. Right. Um, I've, I've, I said your name because you didn't allow me to walk first into the room last week. Right, like right. Or it's bandwagon shit, right? So you yes. you don't want to say your friend who is really the person who sucks. <laughs> you know, so let's just... Are they still friends now, though? No, I, <laughs> I would say hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to say you're good, you're good Judy because you don't want to see her go home. So you just right. hop on, you know what I mean? Y'all forming a, a Rolaska Talks alliance against against someone. You try to, you know, shuffle that girl out the door. I feel like she, yeah. And I guess if you think about who would be someone who is um, would be the least obvious, like you couldn't, you could not fix your mouth to say Jimbo, Rita, or Priyanka. <laughs> you, I mean, hell, there's an argument for Priyanka on that stage if you. Shit, there is, you, but she's still like you know America's fucking sweetheart at this point. These last Canada's <laughs> sweetheart at this point. <laughs> Ooh, you better work that. Yeah, <laughs> she's still Canada's sweetheart at this fucking point. So, uh, you know, that, lemon seemed like an easy target, except there was no evidence to back any of that up. Right. So, you know, the girls are basically, basically all up in their feelings and have personal reasons why they thought lemon should go home. And I'm so 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 proud of Lemon for not letting her shake, letting that shake her up. No, 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 no. Lemon ain't having that. Because I could have, I guess it makes sense given that she's from the dance world. So, right. <laughs> probably used to that. And I mean, oh, that's it, bitches? That's all you have? Right. And I mean, also, she's a drag queen, right? Like Pearl said in, mm-hmm. um, in season seven, she's like, oh, gay people being mean to me. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> You know, because one thing we have a PhD in is being... Mean. Right, is being insecure in me. Right, so... Mm. Yeah, so it's like a um, Devil Wears Prada moment. It's like, oh, flowers right. in spring, groundbreaking. Right. But at least they could have been better in their explanation about it. I mean, shit. Yeah, at least make up a... Re- you know what I mean? And then there, right, lie. there are reasons. Girls, her runways have been chopped. So y'all need yep. to send her home, right? Yep. <laughs> She's only been good at, like, yep. you know, X amount of challenges. So... Come with something. Yep, the wigs are dusty. I mean, there are the reasons are all runway based, and we'll talk about later. <laughs> so, how important runway is. So, um, they have that conversation. Alona comes for Priyanka and Rita, and I'm like, girl, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down, hang it up, flat screen, girl, because you know the ageism against Rita is not helping because Rita to you know pull three challenges you have right goose egg mistake and also and Rita's thirty five yes <laughs> well you know you know in, in gay uh, years thirty five is you know five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred <laughs> they walk around acting like Rita is a fucking senior citizen in this building <laughs> right well, she's thirty five like she get like the blue paint special and shit <laughs> like. Like relax, she's not that old. I think she just has the, the more motherly um, uh, face, <clears throat> sort of. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was going to say attitude because <laughs> she's the mother of the house of Baga, and then also, you know, when you're like a 21 year old gay, 30 seems like 700. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and I remember I got over that quick when I turned 25. <laughs> so I was like, "Girl, what do you? What, the option is death. Is that what you? <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to age, girl. Right." You have to age. <laughs> You're going to age. <laughs> Check in right. with your knees. 
Well, well, you know, let me tell you all something uh, from the 31 plus crowd, uh, 30 plus crowd. The knees are going to go. You will not have Megan the Stallion knees forever. So go ahead and take advantage now, Mr. That's right. I use mine during the pop lock and drop it phase. <laughs> so get them quads together now, girl, because it does go after 30. Um, and that's on what? Bone card. <laughs> I, I was waiting to see what you were going to say. <laughs> oh shit so I mean amongst this uh, this conversation uh, we are, we see that Scarlett is also super duper fucking frustrated that she is getting the Jan edit <laughs> <laughs> where she has basically been high safe all season and has not won anything mm-hmm. she is she's pissed um, and it tend, it's going to turn into foreshadowing <laughs> a little bit of projecting <laughs> <laughs> a little and bit. We're seeing well, <laughs> and we're going to see. We're also seeing cracks in the foundation of the sissies, <laughs> which we caught. Which, which, by the by, was happening last. Week. Right. <laughs> also, I mean, which I didn't. You know, bro, run the episodes back. I didn't even know they were friends like this. So for this sissy storyline to just pop up <laughs> and to be like a legitimate it's on thing. Two. I don't remember seeing any of that. It was kind of a mem- it was kind of a forgetful episode. <laughs> In terms of Scarlet, I remember. Oh, Bo is my friend, and we're beefing. No, yeah, no, they've been friends since like episode two. But like one of those like surface friendships, I feel like. Clearly. I don't know. I don't know those girls. Um. So yeah, this is our top top six. My question for you is: if you could bring back one girl. Mm-hmm. Including the one who gets into the house tonight. Mm-hmm. Who would you bring back? Um, I would actually believe it or not. It's a, it's a no, 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 no. I know you're not about to say that. No, you don't know. You don't know what I'm about to say. It's a toss up, right? I would want to bring back mm-hmm. Juice Box because I feel like she didn't get a chance, and I also feel like. Um, her, her lip sync with Lemon was even enough for her to have won. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Had she, I think Lemon won because her outfit was a little bit better. Right. Um, or I would bring back Just... Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that she won. I think that she was unjustly eliminated. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, too, I think that she would be interested to see more of. Interesting. We'll talk about that unjust elimination when we get to our rewind episode that we finally do at some point. Absolutely <laughs> not. Actually, I would bring back Starzy too. I really like Anastasia. Yeah, because a lot. Because she talks about beating her meat. Yes, that's exactly why I like Anastasia. <laughs> not because she made that beautiful quilted uh, coat episode one. Uh huh. Um, and I, I've seen her makeup off the show too. I, and she's been posting her. Um, looks mm-hmm. that she would have worn on stage. And she's a crafty queen, so I do think she would have done well. Um, I don't know about her comedy chops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... What you need for the show. But everybody who's gone home, with the exception of Boa, not really been comedy girls. Yeah, and that's why they've gone home, is that it, they couldn't deliver in the, those specific challenges. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I would definitely bring back Stars too. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> well, who else has been eliminated? Tynomis, Anastasia, Juicebox, Tyne, um, Boa. Boa. What's that girl's Kiara. name? Kiara. 
I think Kiara is beautiful and lovely. I would love to see Kiara on a feature season. I'm good. When she For follows a few years, yeah. As I watch Angelo on the screen, because I do think she has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I saw her look that she was going to wear for the pageant realness tonight and thought it was beautiful. So we get into the main challenge and it is a pageant and the girls are super jazzed one because this is the first ever pageant in Drag Race history. I don't know if I can corroborate that for the sake of uh, Thailand. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. And then my other question was, how many of these girls have been in actual pageants? Of this group, I I don't know. Because they were all, like, hella excited. And I was like, have any of y'all been in an actual pageant? Maybe just Lemon. They've probably been in, like, bar pageants and not, like, pageant pageants, Mm -hmm. which are two different, you know, beats. So, I mean, which is also exciting to see because now you see girls who have never done it before tackling mm-hmm. it. So that can be fun. I will tell you, I'm super jazzed they didn't do a mini challenge this Me week. too. And oh, <laughs> so one thing that I did note in the beginning was Priyanka is clearly the talking head of this episode. Because she, mm-hmm. she like hits every single point that I need her to hit. And the mini challenge was another one. She's like, oh, wow, y'all going straight to a main challenge? She's almost like... She read my mind. Sounds like a jackass character or something. <laughs> Priyanka Knoxville. Right. I love it. I, lo- I I appreciated her a lot this episode just with her her side her side commentary. I did not appreciate what happened in the challenge, but her side commentary. <laughs> and we are gonna get to that and I will read. But I did not appreciate <laughs> oh at all. Um, but I did appreciate her talking head um, aside. I thought that she was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then it's a, we skipped the, the mini, which, thank goodness. And yeah, they get cumbersome. Yeah, they do. And then sometimes, like, what's the point of this? What is actually right, the point? Right, 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 right. Yeah. For someone to have to, like, what? Have to create the damn choreography? Right. I mean, sometimes okay. I think, and this is just a theory, um, that... <laughs> the girls underperformed in the mini challenge so much that they just edited it out sometimes when there's no mini challenge. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're not using this shit. Um, and then they're like, hey, Priyanka, we need you to come do some uh, right, right, exactly. why we're not doing the mini. Right. <laughs> right, you know she's down. She's getting the car. She's like, oh, she's called an Uber. Right, you want me? Oh, what's my name? Um, <laughs> what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Big P Energy. Right, Big P. <laughs> that was another one. Big Priyanka. Okay. <laughs> I said, girl, okay, bye. I love that girl. Uh-huh. Let's up with some shit she does in this episode. Yeah. So talk to us about this challenge. Now, it, I did neglect to mention that the pageant's name is, is Miss Loose Dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, the audience doesn't know this about me, but I actually was uh, Miss Loosejaw 1964. I was about to say I'm former Miss Loosejaw. Yeah, they used to, I was uh, Miss Loosejaw 1964, <laughs> a.k.a. Anaconda. <laughs> oh, goodness. So it was really good to see the girls, you know, competing in a pageant and how far the pageant has come. <laughs> yeah, continuing your legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back in my day, you had to be able to dislocate your. No, <laughs> Hi, mom. Right, exactly. <laughs> so she ain't listen to this shit. Rita Baga is um 
<laughs> is given the uh, duty of assigning uh, roles, and she does it really like democratically, right? So there, mm-hmm. there are certain pageant characters, and everybody has to pick. So we have uh, Miss Match, who is a hopeless yeah. romantic. That's the character that mm-hmm. Rita picks. Um, mm-hmm. They have Miss Behaving, who is a sex positive horn doggist. That's the way that the show <laughs> describes it. I was like, yeah, is that a word? Wait a minute, <laughs> child. They also said that she's with the, the neighborhood bicycle or something like that. Hilarious. So, um, yes. so initially Scarlet wants that, um, mm-hmm. but Jimbo also wants it, and Rita makes the executive decision slash motherly <coughs> nudge to Scarlet um, to let Jimbo have that and tell Scarlet that she would be better for misinformed, mm-hmm. who's a the character supposed to be a know it all. Um, right. Scarlet really ain't feeling that. Um, Scarlet ain't really feeling nothing this episode. But <laughs> this episode is was giving very much so. Like, if, I hate, I don't like, I hate comparing them, but it's just inevitable for us to compare the season. Mm-hmm. This is giving frame by frame comparison to the Madonna <laughs> musical, where Jan was like, "I don't want to do, yeah, Madonna. I don't want to be first. Right. I don't want to be first. <laughs> Cut two. Well, I mean, shit, if they, this is what the girls haven't learned from previous seasons. They got to pop off. If you pop off the yep. way Aja did over Grandrea. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do all that because Aja was right in that bottom. Again. Well, I mean, I didn't say that, Finally. I didn't say that her instincts were correct, but she got what she wanted when she popped. You're right. I don't want to be Grandrea. <laughs> <laughs> Which left room for Shea Coulee to turn it out. Right, Exactly. Um, so yeah, Scarlet's misinformed. Um, Lemon is Miss Fitz, who's a bratty pageant princess. Um, mm-hmm. Ilona is Ms. Arable, Miserable. Um, they really stretched that one. <laughs> yeah, they tried it. I, they, that was annoying. Um, and then Priyanka was Miss Demeanor. <laughs> oh, um, Ilona's character is supposed to be sad. Pouty sad sack. That's the description. And Miss Demeanor, Priyanka's character is an angry high head. So those are the descriptions. Um, And so the girls have the descriptions. They go off into their little corners and um, start trying to, you know, figure out what bullshit they about to come up with for this. Um, (laughs) uh, I was interested. I was interested in this challenge. I think that, side note, I think that this is actually a really good challenge to make a constant challenge. Um, oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Because it has all these elements. It has a talent element. You know, it's a pageant. It has a talent mm-hmm. element. It's dramatic. Um, it's character-based. So I think that if they wanted to, this could be um, a crossover one, one of the, the go-tos. Yeah, one of the go-to things, too, like Snatch Game and the yeah. Ball episode. Um, I agree. And I think um, I've just loved all of the... Ch- I think the only one I wasn't in love with was the Heritage moment. But again... That's not for me. It's for the Canada audience. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no LeVar Burton, therefore I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's for the Canada audience, so that's okay. But I think all of the challenges have just been really, really... I, I, the one I also want to come back just to the regular season mm-hmm. was them doing a fashion collection. I thought that was great. Yeah, that was very Project Runway. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, didn't love who won. Um, well girl <laughs> so we'll talk about that later because <laughs> apparently somebody else didn't love who won either um so i will burn this 
I need to see. They need to go back to those uh, mental health screeners that they did <laughs> before the show started. They probably do. They were like, "Hey, can someone go pull Jimbo's uh, uh, site, please? Can we double check that?" She over there just popped off. But um, <laughs> so yeah, the Brooklyn. I, of course, Brooklyn is the mentor for this episode, right? Because she right. actually is a title holder, and she's a, a significant title holder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She won one of the most challenging and prestigious pageants um, that you can enter Which into. Which is was Miss uh, Intercontinental or Miss Continental? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, that's what I was asking. Oh, it's it's either Continental or Intercontinental, but it's. It's the same one that uh, is it Miss International House of Pancakes? Right. It's the same one that Nasha Lopez won. Um, Actually, Nasha did win that. I forgot about that. Right, because Nasha came in and she was like, "I'm a Miss Intercontinental," and all the girls were shook until they saw what Nasha actually was given on that stage. Right. Um, <laughs> International House of Pancakes. <laughs> and then they were like, literally, because that ass was fat. Right. And they were like, "Okay, girl, bye." Um, and then RuPaul was like, "Okay, girl, bye." <laughs> Uh, she wasted her good minutes. She could have called her after nine o'clock. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing. Well, the other thing. Uh, this is a tangent. The other thing about pageants is it's a different um, skill set. Mm-hmm. It's a different skill set. It's a different arena than being on right. Drag Race, which is kind of a pageant. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's a different skill. You know what I mean? You're allowed to have other people do your makeup. You're allowed to have other people. All you have to do is show up and do your talent, right? And know how to. Mm-hmm. Um, have good rapport with the judges. You know what I mean? How to perform in that way. Um, and a little clout may not, may help. Um, drag Race is mm-hmm. completely different. So I wasn't surprised when Nation got on Drag Race and it was like, whoa, bitch. You know what I mean? You kind of right. suck. Um, oh, here's another tangent, though. I, you know what I still want to know? Huh? When she was on Hey Queen, and I really want to know how it is that Jade Sotomayor blocked her from getting on the Drag Race. Because <laughs> she brought it up. Yeah. And that was that. And I was like, well, I need the tea. Well, I know that the girls, like, a lot of times there's a referral system in terms of um, they ask girls from previous seasons who would be good to put on the show. And so the girls can't... ask Jade from season one. Who <laughs> she recommended. Well, I mean, maybe Jade had, has had, you know what I mean, some kind of uh, connection or person that she talked to. And she was like, you know... This girl. Put that bitch on the show, I swear to God. If you fucking do it, I'm gonna fucking slit your throat. Right. Don't start your car, bitch. If you put Nation Lopez on the show. <laughs> well, it's also. You see my <laughs> it's also like Jade. Also, Jade. I don't know if Jade has that much pull because, girl, what? Exactly. Uh, That's what I was. I wanted to know the tea on that. Well, yeah, but uh, have other people said that uh, Jade Sotomayor is shady? Yes, uh, Rebecca Glasscock. Which, is- <laughs> <laughs> anywho, let's get to these uh, walkthroughs. So Brooklyn's sort of walk, and I like that Brooklyn is kind of like um, <laughs> dancing from <laughs> station to station. <laughs> like at one point, she just like it feels like she flipped in the air and rolled down onto the station to talk to Elona. Yeah, <laughs> kickball change, pot of Ray. Right. Hit him with the high kick. I said, oh, okay, she is bored tonight, Miss Thing. Um. So one thing she that becomes a running theme, right? Um, and Rita Baga's walkthrough. Uh, Rita Baga talks about uh, needing to show more personality um, and being kind of uh, stoic and closed off uh, because she wants to only show strength. 
Uh, and she talks about being the, mm-hmm. the mother of the house of Baga and all this other stuff. And <laughs> so Brooklyn starts doing this thing where she's like, oh, yes, absolutely. I can relate to that because that happened to me on Drag Race. And so- <laughs> You're a mother of the house of Baga? It's funny. I'm the mother of the, ho- mother of the house of Baga Chip. Right. Well, she said, um, I can relate to that because, you know, you are trying to represent for your house. I had to represent for a whole country. Which is not wrong because, oh, my God. Did you know that Brooklyn Heights was from Canada? <laughs> I did it. Oh my god! Like when she walked in that outfit, I thought she was just Dudley Do Right, who was also I think Canadian. Um, had no idea. This... And it kept and it was brought up constantly. So yeah, <laughs> she did. They very much so did put her in the position where it's like, all right, bet you are representing every single Canadian in the world. And they do that to they do that to every um, intersection of the demographic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a conspiracy theory for you. Um... How early in advance did they know Canada was going to be a part of the franchise? Listen, we've talked about this. Because the conspiracy theory is that a certain queen was a plant in order to lay yes. the groundwork. Yes, this is suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I would like to know when the conversation started happening. Right. So I mean, that's just a thing. Um, and then it is wild conjecture. Wild conjecture. <laughs> it also is really interesting that that happened on a season full of very uh, new queens. Mm-hmm. Only for her to be and for her to beat out, do it out rightfully. I think rightfully. By a pretty, not a new queen, but like an unpolished queen. Well, that's what I mean. It was a season full of them, so you, mm-hmm. the chips were also stacked for somebody to look extra impressive. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You better be careful before we get sniped. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. Running that, running zigzag, bitch. Running zigzag. Right. What about it? Um. So. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Brooklyn does that with Rita, and each of the girls kind of has a um. They kind of reestablish um, the storylines for each one. So Rita needs to be strong. Scarlett needs to stand out. She's tired of being in the bottom. Um, right. What's her name? Priyanka is starting to flop in the the, the challenge uh, in the right. competition. Scarecrow needs a brain. Right. Scarecrow <laughs> needs a brain. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> Ilona just oh, wants wait. to talk. So Scarecrow needs a heart. No, that's the Tim the man. Tim man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Needs the heart. Scarecrow needs. I was. Right yeah. Brain, Scarecrow needs a brain. Um, and Ilona, Ilona just wants to talk. So that <laughs> she talks about being the. Uh, I know, uh, I know. I'm just joking about <laughs> Ilona, but yeah, and Ilona does talk about you know what she represents. Um, mm-hmm. So is there any? Don't, and you know uh, nothing for you, but I did like that she said that she likes being um that she uh, is really leaning into the importance of being a positive represent or just representation mm-hmm. in general as a two spirit person and um the first first nations person though i do believe sugar cane do not quote me on this <laughs> mentioned it on season 11 that she's also first nation too but i could be making that up so do not hold me to that um i do like that she said that it is not her job to educate yeah absolutely I- and a lot of times, um, people from minorities, um, we get, uh, as I'll say it, suckered into having to, to do teachable moments. Mm-hmm. But it is really tiring, exhausting, and not our job yeah. to have to constantly justify um, our identity in existence 
and why we deserve rights. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole bunch of emotional labor that is just not. And it's also, I feel like at at a, at a certain point, it's not beneficial. Like, what what am mm. I getting out of this <clears throat> other than stress? Right. Right. Exactly. So. Right. So if you lock up on a person from <laughs> any one of these intersections we talked about and they give you a teachable moment, good for you. Do not expect them. And please use the wonderful powers of Google. Or something. You know. Right. Go to a, pay for a workshop. There are people who have done this work already. <laughs> right. Or if you, that's the other thing. If you are <clears throat> um, in a situation where you are asking um, of emotional labor for people, compensate right. them. Right. Compensate them and give them resources to be compensated for that work. Because that's work. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? And that and that is uh addressing uh in uh addressing systematic oppression, right? Giving mm-hmm. people resources and compensation. Um right. as opposed to just whining and remaining privileged and asking somebody to do labor for you that you can do for yourself. Amen. So that's that on that. Um, and those, are, I mean, that's pretty much where the girls are at. <laughs> and that's pretty much where the girls are at. I think that uh, a note that Brooklyn gave Jimbo that was good was uh, just, and it was a note to everybody. Um, <clears throat> think about how you're going to make it dynamic and not just mm-hmm. one note. Right. Um, and already just to prep for the pageant. One thing that I noticed that I was suspicious of is Priyanka pulls out this wig. Yeah. And she says, uh, you know, we should wait, we should note that the wig is also braided. Yeah, it's braided. The wig is braided. And she wants it to look like uh the braids have a lot of like new growth coming in that is just matted and there's new growth and da da da. And she starts to talk about this character that she wants to do, this is angry woman. Um mm-hmm. and at that point a red flag went off my head because Priyanka has this tendency, uh, has had this tendency to kind of go into this. Um... Let's 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 save that for the uh, okay actual challenge, and let's take a real quick break. okay because there are a lot of notes there. <laughs> <laughs> there are. <laughs> And we're back. All right, so let's get into the Miss Loose Jaw pageant. Um, let's do it. So we didn't frame this up for folks, but basically it is described as very much so like a small town pageant that you might see at an American Legion <laughs> being put on for veterans of foreign wars. <laughs> let's see. Um, so it's a little... it's. Envision um, a, a pageant in West Virginia, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so, but what's the prize for the Miss Loose Jaw pageant? Uh, a tiara, is that it? Uh, from Party City, yes, because when I saw that tiara, I was like, you can go ahead and keep that, Miss Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> go on and keep that. <sighs> so, we are introduced to our three judges. First is Miss Michelle Dewberry, who is a legend. Um, Apparently, the mm. oldest living drag queen and the founder of an iconic drag troupe called the Great Imposters. And I was, yeah, I love that I was name. So happy to see her, you know, um, 
Drag Race tends not sorry, not Drag Race, let me take this back. Boop, 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 boop. The fan base. <laughs> now that Drag Race has become a phenomenon, tends to forget that there were a lot of trailblazers even before Ms. RuPaul uh, came along. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there was a period when, you know, Drag Race was really taking off that a lot of the older queens were worried about being able to keep doing what it is that they do to make their money. But I'm really mm-hmm. happy that there's always this, um, they're having a lot more conversations on the show to educate people about the history of drag and who um, led the way and the great thing, uh, the great sacrifices that they needed to make um, in a world where it was illegal to literally be dressed in drag to pave the way. Right. Yeah, and Canada has done a good job of keeping a lot of that stuff on yes. air. I feel like. I agree. Um, the U.S. the U.S. version sometimes I'm like, oh, they cut things and they put it on the internet as like a bonus section, and I'm like, well, that was been great on the main. Like, there's a clip of <clears throat> Ben Delacreme like schooling milk. Yes, I um, love that clip. Yeah, about the history of just like avant-garde mm-hmm. drag. Um, and like trying to claim it as your me- thing because someone else likely did right. it for you. Right. And his milk, you know, she was just the first everything in her mind. <laughs> She's like, Bell was taking drag to the level I'm taking. She was like, Velcro. To. I'm wearing. Exactly. Velcro. Who, who do you know? Who um, drag queen you know has worn Velcro? All of them, ma'am. Every single one of them. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, with a mustache on. Yes, yes ma'am. Several. Drag queens have done that. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. versions, yeah, so they'll cut scenes like that sometimes, but keeping other stuff. And I'm like, okay. Well, that would have been great to have on TV, because that's a little information. Right. I do hope uh, that we get some... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the Canada version, I feel like it's been a little bit better with keeping like a lot of um, a lot of well-rounded information right. on. Not just like, oh, we need to vote for this, you know, uh, thing, because that's what U.S. Colonel is all about. Voting, yes, like, that is a fact. Um, our next judge is Tracy Melkor, and I gotta tell you, I stand this woman because she said that if there is an appearance check to be made, I am going to make it. <laughs> this is her third episode well, that she has been on. Well, yeah, and she's supposed to be like her official title is Canada's Squirrel Friend. Um, and she was rolled out if you remember the production, like the the pre not pre production, the promotion. For Canada's Dragway, she was rolled out almost in, as an equal of the judges, but then she didn't show up by more than half of the season. I didn't realize that. I'm glad that she's finally here. Yeah, if you look at, like, um, the old promo stuff in the beginning when um, they had, like, all the judges go on their IGs and announce, I'm going to be a part of Canada's Drag Race, and I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> it's my money. And they have her right on there. Right, and they have her on there. She's like, I'm so excited to be Canada's squirrel friend. Da, 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 da. And when I first looked at it, I was like, who the fuck is that? Because I, I was also a few episodes in, and I was like, I haven't seen her. Who is this? Maybe they're punting her um, to be a future judge, which I wouldn't be mad at. Yeah. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, she seems like a... It's nice to have a drag fan, you know, in mm-hmm. the mix. Um, yeah. And then we also have Stefan... I feel so bad because I remember writing this very, very quickly. Borgren, I think is his name. <laughs> the guy from Degrassi. He was the principal. Ugh. Yes, the principal <laughs> from Degrassi. See, yes, it sounds yes, like yes. you don't like the principal from Degrassi. 
I've actually never watched an episode of wow. Degrassi. I know nothing about it. Uh, I know nothing about it other than the fact that Drake got. Are that. you even gay? So now we're at the Miss Loose Jaw pageant, and if anybody wants to accuse Jeffrey Boyer Chapman of being fake at any point in the show, it is this characterization giving me like William Shatner and Miss Congeniality as like the host of a pageant, which is very much so how they are, but like it's a little. I wasn't in love with it. Not my favorite characterization, but that's not what we. That's not what we came to this pageant to see. I thought this was the most authentic he's ever been. <laughs> I disagree, but okay. We are. We come to this pageant to see our lovely budding beauties, um, and there are several categories or segments or what, I don't know what they call them in pageants. What do they call them? Sections. Yeah. The, the, the portion. Yeah, portion. Yeah, portion. Portion. Yeah. Yes. Um, they have the girls do their introductions, um, they say their names, um, they do their talent, and then they do swimsuit, and then there's Q&A. So how we're going to do this, we're going to go girl by girl. So Rita Baga, who is supposed to be mismatched, does a serviceable job. I think she misun- misunderstood that her character she was supposed to be a little <laughs> bit more in love with being um, in love, in addition to... Yeah. A loving to be alive. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, so there's something that I think um, it may be a comfortability mm-hmm. thing uh, with being a character, but just saying your character's like uh, script right. notes yes. out loud is not playing your character. <laughs> I'm look at notes. Mismatch. And I look at notes. <laughs> Hashtag plus look at notes. Yeah, so I mean, if you know, I thought it was cute. I just really like Rita Baga in general. Uh, did it meet the expectations of the challenge? Not necessarily, but you know, I definitely no. think it was the worst <laughs> that bad. No, it just wasn't. It just you know, it wasn't that creative. Yeah, and I think she missed some notes. Totally, her talent was uh, gift wrapping, which I thought could have been funnier. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It was. It was a little. Um, it was a little erratic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know, I love chaos. So I smiled. I was like, okay, this shit just makes no sense. So I'm here for it. Um, um, I'm going to save Priyanka for last because I know there are a lot of notes there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I ain't got that many notes. Shit was a mess. And I have three reasons why. Let's, let's get into Priyanka. So Priyanka's character is misdemeanor. And when I watched the, the first time I didn't notice the thing about I, about the um, wig that we talked about in the mm-hmm. first segment, and I noticed it the second time. Mm-hmm. But when she came out, my first her intro when she was like being like kind of over it, I was like, okay, cool, she's gonna play the juvie kid, you know, or not that all juvie kids are angry. That's not what I'm saying, but like that's where she was <laughs> going to be taking it in the character direction of that biker chick, whatever. And then, she comes mm-hmm. out and then she's pregnant, and I'm like, oh, this is going into some territories that I do not like. <laughs> and I think overall, the character uh, characterization was one note, um, and I realized she was explaining more of who her character was than I was actually getting from um, the characterization on stage, including in the body language. Right. So, um... I definitely hated it, and, I, and when I watched the intro, I thought that she might be doing, she might do well, and this was hers to lose. She, in fact, lost it for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why. It's just... So... Okay, so Drag Race does this, right? We we deal in stereotypes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we actively make fun of them. Sometimes it can be very subversive and interesting. Um, other times it can just be outright fun. Right. Um, it also is, is low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit um, to just constantly go to this well of, I'm going to imitate a stereotypical black or brown mm-hmm. woman. You know what I mean? Because that's called a thing yep. a thing. That's what she was. She was she's a black or a Latina woman. Um <clears throat> and it wasn't one, it wasn't nope. funny, like there was no dimension to it. Um and then two, there is the problematic aspect right. of okay, so why did you read the script that just said, you know, angry right. woman? Um and automatically assume that an angry woman who may or may not have been in jail is going to be black or brown, right? We have a lot of uh, evidence to the contrary, right. right? You know what I mean? And the wealth of other people who have that experience that if you want to get into a character, you can do that. Look at Blair St. Clair in the, in the Backyard Barbecue mm-hmm. Challenge, right? That was misdemeanor, too. And here's um, the other thing, so, too. Like, she... It's not just that because Priyanka is a brown queen. It's the fact that it's the same, right. and this is the same note we gave Shea Coulee during her backup ball. We she's mm-hmm. done this se- several times, uh, and it's that same low hanging fruit that's not she's not building on it. And then you see right. when we segue into Jimbo, how she has something just like that, and built upon it where it was um not as a. I don't know if offensive is the word I'm looking for, but like, not as aggressively like, you didn't try. Well, yeah, Jimbo also had dimension. Jim- mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> she had, there was, there was some dimension oh, going question. on. It wasn't just we'll like, yeah, well, let's yeah there wasn't just like one thing. But the last thing I want to say about Priyanka real quick, um, and you kind of brought it up, is uh, the choice of the character and I think um, it also is important to note uh, that there is a such thing as anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. There is a such thing, you know what I mean? Um, and so even dealing in stereotypes um, under this broad umbrella of POC, right. uh, there's something to talk about when we look at uh, specific people um, mining um these tropes of blackness mm. and these tropes of, you know what I mean? Like a specific kind of brownness, right? Um, in relation to their experiences, POCs. And I don't know her life. I don't know where she comes from, you know what I mean? But I do know what mm. I see. And it raises a flag of suspicion, right. you know what I mean? Um, that's it. This is raises a flag of suspicion, especially since we've seen her do this more yeah. than once. Like, we've seen her go into the ghetto girl affect more than mm-hmm. once is like a place of comfort. Right. And it's, that's just not how she talks. <laughs> right, and that's just not how what is represented. It's not represented anywhere else. Any other time, you know what I mean, when you are being poised or when you are on display, mm-hmm. um, I'm seeing a completely different character. So, And ultimately, it is just yeah. lazy. And yeah. she pays for it. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't funny. The shit wasn't at funny at all. Like, if you're going to offend me, at least be right. funny. You know what I mean? Like, Shangela Laquifa Wadley was at least, you know, Laquifa was right. funny, at least. Yeah. That, if we're going to do some ignorant that shit. That post pip hoax was ignorant. 
So let's get into uh, and those are the notes on Priyanka that okay <laughs> we have because I was when she came out she when she was pregnant I was like oh we're not doing this Miss Mama not pulling this mm-hmm. with you today because I know exactly what you're doing and I, it's it's tight <laughs> it's tight it's tight <laughs> it is um so let's get into the 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 magic that is Jimbo so Jimbo had misbehaving <laughs> who um first of all I am a full belief Jimbo I knew Jimbo was going to do a wonderful job and honestly mm-hmm. some she should have given she should have given this to someone else because this was a little bit of an easier characterization. And taking something else because because Ju- uh, Jimbo is an excellent actress, an excellent comedic actress, and she could have done any one of those roles that were given to her. Um, and she even so, campaigning for herself to have it. Oh, I don't want to watch this look like. Um, <laughs> it's um, working with Michael- Michaels versus Cracker. Uh, so uh, right oh. off the bat, Jimbo's fucking hilarious. Her introduction and saying of her name is hilarious. She's playing this like night. She's playing like this. Whispery, like nineteen. Oh God, what what era is this? Um, Jessica Rabbit as mm-hmm. character, um, play, uh, mm-hmm. Playboy Bunny, um, trophy girlfriend of the the rich oil tycoon who is actually a porn star. Uh, Anna yeah. Nicole. <laughs> Rest in peace to Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this there? And this is the dimensions that we talk about. So if you're going to take this thing that is. Um, often very vulgar and low-hanging fruit for drag queens, and Alona made that point mm-hmm. um, in the next uh, sort of segment about how this is a um, thing that is typically done by drag queens that is super-duper vulgar and is always n- not funny. She really yeah. thought carefully and critically about what this character, who this character is and how she's going to do the things, um, how she's going to do all of the portions of it. So going into the talent portion, she does fucking bird calls. <laughs> yeah, that's where I let out an audible that, I, laugh. Because like, it was just so, it was so fucking stupid. And she, it, she demonstrated a level of constraint and artistry in what she did that made that performance so brilliant. The bum bum, mm-hmm. ger- the bum bum gerbil, <laughs> the double headed dildo bird. Miss <sighs> thing was it was hilarious, and then she deep throat the mic. We can, this is how we know this is definitely shot pre COVID because uh, <laughs> we are not getting uh, mics into <laughs> I wanted. That's what I. That's what I actually want to know. Like what was going on in people's heads? Because I really would like to know what Jeffrey thought when she just literally started deep throating that mic in the middle of filming. He said that my hotel room is unlocked. The lights are off. <laughs> Put on a mask <sighs> and hit the counter when you come in. <laughs> <laughs> She said, mm, that was very detailed. Like stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat the question? <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it was perfect. And all of that, never mind, I'm not going to say my comment. Never mind. All of that was great. <laughs> we'll talk about that comment. <laughs> all of that was great. <laughs> I knew it was great. Yeah, we'll talk about that offline. It's, it's our running comment. Uh, uh, so next up is Alona. We're not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about Miss Alona because basically, 
No, because it, was, it was, whack. was terrible. She, there were two girls who I there were a couple of girls who I feel like the girls who were ironic. No, I take that back. That's not true. Um, who got notes and decided to disregard them? Because all Alona did was play golf and whiny, and it wasn't sad. Like there were parts of the performance was sad, not the performer doing the performance as sad. Well, yeah, I think she misinterpreted. I think that I think that Alona genuinely thought she was doing oh, without question the correct question. You know what I mean? I think she just had a limited interpretation. And you know what she kind of reminded me of, which I smiled yeah. at. Um, she reminds me of Adore in the confessional when she was talking about, oh yeah, it's very that, and I'm gonna be that girl. You know that girl that you see over yep. there? And I know that girl. Cigarette. I know that girl. Yeah, I said, oh my god, that is a door. Yeah. That's completely a door. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was one though. It was also, the judges were right when one of the judges said it was kind of Yeah, it was. It was, because it was... Part of, I, I can visualize in my head what she probably thought she was doing with it. It was not translating in the performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it came off as annoying. Yeah. Right, because she even said like this is yeah. the reaction I was looking for out of the um, out of the audience. I was like, that's fine. That wasn't the assignment. The assignment wasn't the right. Assignment. The assignment calls for right. laughter, not annoyance, girl. We're not trying to be Meryl right. Street. <laughs> the last time someone tried to do that, they got sent home in the next episode. Okay, we're not trying to be no fucking Meryl Street. We're trying to be Deborah Wilson. Say. No, no, I think it was the next episode. I don't know who you're Max. talking about. Um, it, was well, it was time for her to go to the house long before <laughs> she went to the house. So we got... Not a stitch of makeup and always late. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um, after yeah, uh, after Miss Alona is Scarlet Bobo. So I am going to eat crow on this because at first I remember looking at a, a Scarlet's. Well, I'm not going to eat crow on one thing. I remember looking at Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet needs to be in the bottom. Because this was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched it. <laughs> and what I didn't like about it is that she did not interpret the notes the way that I expected her to interpret them. Her Scarlet was misinformed. She's a know-it-all. She has an opinion on everything. We know this person. We know this mm-hmm. person. So I expected her to take it in the direction of, well, actually, and, well, actually, and to, like, have her talent to be trivia. But All right. the way that she interpreted it was as someone who is um, really, really full of themselves, right? And narcissistic mm-hmm. and um, knows that they're the best despite not being the best. And I was like, oh, okay, I see how you're doing the characterization now. It does not align with the notes that I heard them read for this character. Right, right, but right. Like, it's a cousin of misinformed, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's mis- I mean, yeah, that was my main thing. It's misinformation. Yeah, that was my main thing is that it was like, okay, well, the character isn't quite coming right. off, uh, coming across. Right. But and that, and also, I didn't think the jokes were like, oh, all no, the time, no so. she was third yeah. simply by virtue of everybody else also just not being great, yeah, and then also the amalgamate and then the uh total compilation of points. Uh, <laughs> that is gonna come up later. Uh, the bongo thing was cute, 
Mm-hmm. So last but certainly not least is Lemon, who is misfit and is serving um, like Southern uh, pageant realness. Uh, my mom is a legacy winner of the Miss Peach Fuzz pageant, and I just want to win. And Daddy is paying for everything, and I think she did a fabulous. Job. She was giving me drop dead gorgeous Amber Atkins realness. Have you seen drop dead gorgeous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Are you even gay? <laughs> Girl, this shit I can list that you will be like, I didn't do that. Just because I have not seen Scarface yet does not mean I'm not gay. I haven't seen Scarface either. Um, so, anyway, there's a character in this iconic cult movie called starring uh, Kirsten Dunst and Kirstie Alley and Denise Richards. Ugh. Yeah, there's no and way Will in hell I'll be watching this shit. That movie. Uh, um, is Miss Amber, and she plays Amber Atkins, and it's about it's a mockumentary about a pageant, and that is exactly what Lemon was serving. That mime act was hilarious. She looked yeah, it was. so beautiful. Her wing line was not clockable because it always is clockable. That shit is always spookable and right. never ever blended. It was blended. Um. <laughs> she did an excellent, she did a really, really great job. And again, that, I'm glad if this is the way that the editors did this fucking chef's kiss because, you know, you saw everyone throwing her under the bus last week and here she is basically eating the girls up. Yeah, she's trying to get her third place. <laughs> At this point, Lemon's fighting for third place in this competition. You never know. She said, is she... If she revs it, oh girl, we know who went there. <laughs> if she revs it, if she revs it up, uh, then she could come in third or yeah, third. I don't know. Second's gonna be hard. We might be surprised. She come in third know, or fourth. The person we talk about has to paint somebody else's mug next week. So, <laughs> but did calls. you see them standing on the stage? It looked decent. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. In the episode, they showed they showed her makeover, which I hate when they. I don't know if they've ever done that, but I hate that they did that. They showed the person that she made over. They were standing right next to her. We'll find out. They looked fine. Didn't see the whole outfit, though, so <laughs> could be a repeat of this week. Yes. <laughs> Got the bitch coming out in the carousel with a trash bag thrown over saying, top of it. With, you know, she's smuggling <laughs> hams and beach balls in that bitch. <laughs> so, all in all, you imagine, I think, for me, clear, the clear tops are uh, Jimbo, and lemon, those are obviously the best, and for sure, Lone is in the bottom. Upon my, would you let Jim, uh, lemon top you? Uh, it's, it's been a couple months, so absolutely. <laughs> and besides, you know me, I know I love a good blouse. Mm-hmm. With with one of her wigs yes, on, yes, with one of the um, with one of those uh, clockable hairlines, <laughs> with one of the clockable hairlines, absolutely, mm-hmm. and let her wrap. Let her rap um, Saweetie to you. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, Lemon is a dancer, which means she probably has some excellent, some very strong legs. So that could be a really fun experience. So, Lemon, if you want, if you are looking for a good time, my number is written on the bathroom of every Blimpy in New Jersey. So, the next day, we're in the workroom, and um, we have basically, as Priyanka says, the Seinfeld of fights. Because the, the straw has broken the fucking camel's back. The sissies are fucking tired of each other. We already saw that happen in the last episode. And we already saw we saw it earlier in this episode. And 
It was <laughs> Jamal texted me. He goes, "For the sake of the podcast, what were they arguing about?" I was like, "Bitch, I don't know." Yeah, because I did it. First of all, it was so chaotic because it feels like it just started out of nowhere. <laughs> right. And it feels like the camera was just like panning across the workroom, like, "Oh, we're gonna get some footage of Jimbo folding some clothes," <laughs> and, and then you just hear Scarlett like, "I'm not, I'm not in the mood," and then and they are just Alona and Scarlett are fucking just arguing and I love that <laughs> I don't know who and I'm assuming that it was Priyanka I love that <laughs> whoever it is somebody's on the side like yeah just keep fighting Priyanka, just keep fighting because <laughs> you're fighting about nothing and honestly I feel like this is a lot of like the, t- the tensions are already high on Drag Race and Scarlett has basically you know expressed that she's been feeling really looked over I feel like this fight uh-huh. is a lot of projecting because mm-hmm. um, the straw the straw had essentially broken the, the camel's back, and this is like what happens when friends don't clear the air. Because at no yeah. at all of those times that Scarlet was over it with Alona, she didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's what somebody said is that a lot of this too is Scarlet holding a resentment. Maybe there's the potential that Scarlet's holding a resentment against right. Alona because she feels like Alona is the reason why their team didn't do as well as they could have uh, the week prior. But whatever, Alona was the one who went into the bottom for exactly. that girl. So let this, and you also yeah, know thanks. what you're working with. Right. Yeah, so... Um, the girl on the winning team was in the bottom all, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, um, something else I think is, this is also what happens when you have like friends who aren't that self-aware. Because mm. I, I noticed too in a lot of conversations, not to like harp on Alona, but I do notice that that thing that she went off on Priyanka about when Priyanka was like, oh, I think that not wanting lip sync was uh, whack because you said you weren't feeling it. And Alona was like, well, let me have my feelings. Damn. Mm-hmm. She does the same thing to everybody else when they're right. upset. So she's like, well, you know, you need to just da 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 And the person, you know, so I think too, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a relationship where both parties are not communicating um, as transparent, right. yeah, or aware or communicating, and it just leads to a mess. You and know? it shows. Especially, yeah. So the sissies had at it, and Priyanka got life. Priyanka got so much life. She's like, what are they fighting about? Which I'm sure is like, uh, would just make my butt cheek clench because I'm like, y'all. We about to go on this runway. Like, we, who is shaking the table? I'm doing. I'm doing black line. Like, stop, stop. Right. Stop. Like, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, I never. I never think about the other girls who are there. How that. How that may be. I mean, I guess it's fun for a while, but like, just, I imagine, like, as a performer, when I'm getting ready, all of that other outside shit, like. <laughs> right. Everyone needs to be doing make shutting oh, up, okay. up and doing makeup. <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up. Well you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that sweet. <laughs> I will because uh Alona's going to rap Saweetie in my ear. Uh Lemon's gonna Lemon's gonna uh, uh get on my back and go, Rich nigga, that's my type. That's my type, nigga, that's uh, my type. And I'm like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> I was about to say, you want, you want a white girl on your back repeating the word she nigga into your ear? Not. not on this thing. 
<laughs> with a bad lace front. Not. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, we already talked about, and that's on what Dennis Robbins' relationship. We already talked about the homage to Michelle. <laughs> and I was actually low-key sad that she wasn't a judge, but you know. The judge. I, I would have liked that to yeah, be. The judge was Ali X, who uh, I know exactly one song about. Of and uh, yeah, I had to Google. I was like, wait a second, because they're going off for her, and I don't know who that is. Once again, I'm from the United right, States. For us, <laughs> so far we've only known two of the judges. Well, I've known three. But I know what Tom Green, Democrat, and I knew Ali X. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew her once I heard that one song. Uh, um, All the Rage, which is my jam. No, the Hello song that they oh, lip synced. For some before. reason, I recognize that song. I had. I love, it's a great song. Um, yeah, they cute. talk a little bit about body positivity, and they talk about it on both sides of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Lemon talks about her experience as a dancer and not uh, feeling like she had the ideal male body, which... Um, mm-hmm. This is a conversation that needs to be had in the body positive realm, without mm-hmm. erasing the, the a lot of the the big issues, overarching issues that we have with fat phobia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know there is a you know the, the sphere of body positivity conversation that um, a lot of queer men deal with. You know, run the gamut. We have some big issues with the fat phobia. Um, and then we t- go yeah. to Rita, who also talks about her experiences as being a bigger girl when she first started out and really idolizing uh, Lady Bunny, who was a bigger queen, um, and, you know, really owning her body when she came out and uh, wearing panties, which I can relate because my fingertips always touch my skin when I'm, when I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> I am the queen of coochie cutters, so I can totally relate. <laughs> Clothes, what are that? Those. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's really. I guess it also really is about. Um, it also really is about to being able to hold space for uh, just experience all these various experiences, right? Because right? the the truth is, you know what I mean. Um, people are told that they're in the wrong body mm-hmm. all across the yep. spectrum. You know, all across the board. Um, sometimes there's more uh, outward, I would say, like, vocal oppression towards certain things, you know what I mean, i.e. fatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then different kinds of fatness, too. That's an entire yes, discussion how that we talk about when you talk the about... fitness um, argument. Right, the, categ- the categorizing of fatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah. I appreciate it. I wish that they would have talked a little bit about all the body shaming that happened on the main stage last week. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I was waiting for them to cut down, uh, but they never did. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, you know, the talk about body politics is a really important one. Mm -hmm. So let's get into the runway. Category is pageant perfection. The category is I am still frustrated with this judging arrangement. Girl. Like I thought I had made peace with it, but for some reason this episode again and it had nothing to do with Ali X. But for some reason this episode again, I was just like, This is not right. Well, could she come down the runway and look like Princess Leia and you're like, 
Wait a minute. Well, also, it's just like, I'm like, okay, so Stacey, Jeffrey, and Brooklyn just share a fucking runway entrance, and then they just pose and do nothing. And then we have all of this for the celebrity. I'm like, girl, what? It was just, it was just did not feel right. I was confused. I was back on it again. I said, okay, this is just not right. They need to change this next season. I think they might explore how to do it differently. Again, I, let's leave some yeah. room for it being the first season and things have to change. Remember? They use super soft lighting. They use like, you know, porn 1996 lighting for season one of Drag Race. So. Yeah, because they knew how drag queens looked in <laughs> that hard ass HD yeah, lighting. And that budget. RuPaul's face looks like season one. Well, you know, the girls adjusted. Everybody had to yeah. adjust to being filmed in such a way. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Aliex comes down looking like um, Princess Leia in that second of the last trilogy Star Wars movies. Uh, and then we get into the category Pageant Perfection. Oh. First person up is Ilona and her signature <laughs> like pale lavender color. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has like a mermaid. Is it mermaid or is it a trumpet? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, you think it's me? It's you like a mermaid now. I watch, I would fucking know. But, um, always surprised me. Um, I think it's a trumpet. Yeah, it's a trumpet. I think the something about the, um, the gathering at the bottom determines yeah. it. Uh, but she also has, um, uh, in her, from her torso up, her torso is covered in uh, its over like coat almost of jewels that are <clears throat> sewn together. So it's almost like a blazer made out of jewels. I wouldn't call it a blazer. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's the, it's a Cosby sweater made yeah, out of jewels. Yeah, it's a little closer to like a sweater <laughs> jewel, of jewels. Like yeah, a jewel it's a Cosby sweater made out of jewels. Yeah. Um, uh, so I like the idea. Uh, something about it, and I'm looking at it right now. Something about it still just feels off to me. I don't know what it I is. Think it's at bottom, but it still feels off. Yeah, because one, this outfit fits Alona this week. So remember last year we had some yeah, it fits huge sizing issues last week. Um, she yeah, her daddy suit uh, or their daddy suit. I'm sorry, their daddy suit. Um, yeah, their daddy's chaps. Yes. Mm. Daddy was a former uh, gay rodeo <laughs> champion. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, all of the notes that they gave her on, uh, gave them on the runway, were fantastic. The the bottom needed more jewelry, and you know what this reminded me of? Layla McQueen during the um, premiere runway. I'm trying to remember what she even she wore that wore. green wrap dress. That wasn't the premiere runway. It was the premiere. It was uh it was like the premiere or some shit like that. It was the category. No, because the for the premiere in that season they had No, to not the show's premiere. Dress up like former the challenge. category was premiere around this. What? The category was if you were going to a premiere, what would you wear? Oh. That was a category mm-hmm. for that? Because remember, Thorgy wore that jumpsuit. Well, all the bitches were off. Everybody should have been <laughs> bottom ass. So. Kim G looked great. Um, and so did Essie Betty. Um, it reminded me of that, not in the execution of the look, but it, uh, in punk girls doing a different aesthetic that's not punk. 
because mm-hmm. Alona has pretty much presented, presented Punk on the runway for the past couple of weeks. So this is a departure mm-hmm. from what they normally present. I thought it looked beautiful. I wish they had had more stones um, um, all the way down. So it looked a lot less like a Cosby, uh, bedazzled Cosby sweater on top of a dress that she found. And I do agree with the notes mm-hmm. around the jewelry. Why I think bigger is always better when it comes to drag. She had, they had to make the choice between the choker or the earrings, not both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it completely takes away her neck. Um, and I, I'm noticing what I don't like. I don't like the tail part mm-hmm. of it at all, actually. I think it looks cheap. Mm-hmm. And I think that I still hold to the fact that she needs to be sent. I have a different feeling. She needs that, to but... be sent. <laughs> and she needs to be sent. Because then when Rita Bagger comes out, you see what cinching does. Right. But so, like, it's a little different in the way that at least if, uh, because the fit is being tended to for me on this look, it's not the same as when like um, lemon is not padded or cinched, and you can tell because the fit is not tended to in the garment. I feel like this garment was yeah, but for a she's, She got a different kind of, yeah. I don't know. I actually don't. Something about this outfit just is really wrong to me. Like, I, I like it, and I'm, like, excited by it because it's a little bit more elevated mm-hmm. for her, but... I don't like what is actually happening. Yeah, only thing I, aside from the other notes I gave, was the hair. I also hated too. But other than that, oh, the hair was yeah, a mess. Was very much I like her hair on Instagram. The Instagram was so much better, so much better. Yeah, we've been kind of having hit or miss issues with her wigs, their wigs. Um, yeah, I mean, still too for me. I like this. Mm. Mm. It's a boot. All right, and you're not sorry about it. Nope, not at all. So the next person on my uh, Drag Race Canada Instagram, you stay with the notes out of order. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this was the actual next person, but the next person they got on the website is uh, is um, that's Lemon. Right. That's, that's the next person. Yeah, John Bonet Lemon. I'll let that poor child rest in peace. Too soon. I, would, I'm, I don't want to see no more fucking documentary. Let that child rest in peace. Her and the Ramseys are gone. <laughs> both both her parents passed away. We're not we're not getting to that anymore. No more references to John Bennett. Um, yeah, I thought this was so well. Smart. Yeah, let me... it was smart. It was very good um, to do like a Padgett Junior's outfit. Um, the wig was on point. It was it was very campy, you know. The crown, the tiara was almost hidden in how the massive wig. Very tall. Um, she has tool almost up to right under her breast. Um, she has the little girl shoes <laughs> and the frilly socks. I thought this was a really really smart and thing the frilly socks. It was good. It was good, and it was also smart too because it stood yeah. out because everybody else did like literal pageant. Right. And she did a literal pageant too. It was just a different pageant that she was at. So it was good. And it went with her character, the character that she right. picked. I feel like. Yeah, I think at first I wasn't on board with it when I saw it because I'm like, oh, another toddler's and tiara thing. But then I went mm-hmm. back and was like, no, actually, that's pretty smart. It's really well done. Uh, I think it fits great on her because um, it's not mm-hmm. like. Um, 
Like, it could be a scaled-down pageant dress, but it's also very much so designed in a way of what you would see on a tallest in tiara. And she looks like she would... She would, she can go sit, stand right next to Honey Boo Boo and like, oh, okay, category... Uh, uh, contestant number seven. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you yeah. wish we can... Uh, wish a, What subject do you want to wish away from school? COVID-19. Right. Yeah, loved it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, toots for animal crackers and monkeys and rabbits loop to loop. Who's next? Who's next? So the next person is uh, who's after Peppermint? So the next person is uh, Rita Bagger. I guess and Rita Bagger comes out. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think that the dramatic effect of her coming out in it because it was a pretty gown. It's a very beautiful gown. Um, and I also think the, the shock value of her not doing, because Rita's done kind of like, for the most part, like androgyny, Mm -hmm. androgynous kind of looks, um, I would say with the exception of whatever she was thinking about and, um, that not sorry about it, choreo number. (laughs) She was baby spice. Okay, not after not after a certain age are we doing that. Um She's only thirty five, <laughs> relax. I know, but we, we already talked about what she what she gives. Not not despite while they how old she is. Chloe and Haley's video dress just like uh baby spice too. <laughs> we have not had that conversation about this. I have thoughts of the the bullshit that's going on in that video. I mean, I stand because I mean um, one thing about Mayhem Miller is she gonna get that chance. No, I'm just talking about all three of them because Naomi's rhythm is in serious uh, question in that video. So <laughs> uh, watch, watch the video and then report back to me because I really, <laughs> who, mistake. Um, so yeah, I think Rita looks great. Um, she <laughs> made the comment that she's giving Glenn close, and I can yep. see that. Um, she was giving me Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Remember when she like wets her hair with yeah, the water from good. the vase? I didn't watch that movie. Are you even gay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm titling this episode "Are You Even Gay?" <laughs> yeah, it was good. And Brooklyn gas too. It was good. And she covered up all her tattoos with makeup, which I didn't um, think was necessary. So I didn't think that was. It wasn't necessary, but it was smart in terms of just presentation. Uh, presentation and just uh like the same thing with lemon creating a moment where it's like hey look i'm standing out from what you've already seen right i can do something you know so that was fabulous for me and they get into the judges uh notes and uh uh jimbo's unsolicited notes (laughs) 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 they were split i do think they feel like they were splitting hairs on the look when they said that uh you know, they wished that she had had a black stone earring. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And that the hair could have been a little more slicked back. Again, we're splitting hairs here. I thought she looked wonderful. True. I agree that the hair could have been a little bit uh, more together. Um, Maybe, but... like, longer and swept. Like, I didn't I didn't hate it being swept, like, wet and swept to the side. No, I like that. But I do, when <laughs> we'll get to her, when Jimbo went on her tirade later, um, and they were pulling that camera in. I was like, okay, I see what Jimbo is talking about, even though I don't agree with <laughs> what how she's talking about it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind like a, a you know a little a little 
a little wet pussycat. Yes. Um, so next up is Priyanka. Um, Priyanka comes out in this uh, beautiful blue um, and gold number. Uh, she's paying homage to her grandma um, and her heritage. And I think it looks great. I think that the uh, <clears throat> the panels where the fabric is coming out on the side, I think that that's beautifully mm-hmm. done. It also is a uh, lovely way to give her some hip mm-hmm. when she's coming down, you know what I mean, to accentuate the hips. Uh, yeah, I think that Priyanka looks good. Yeah. You know, and I didn't mind the garage door. Yeah. Although I really want somebody to comment on them because I've seen them every week well, now. Well, you commented twice. Because um, <laughs> I need it to change. Why are we doing... Why is nobody talking about these garage doors every week? Yeah, I think uh, Priyanka looked absolutely stunning. Um, her yeah, wig gorgeous. was fantastic because normally that hairline is spookable. And this week, it was not. Yeah, It looked... It, it may have aged her a teeny bit, um, but you know that's again splitting hairs. I think she was absolutely fantastic in this Bollywood inspired number. Uh, yeah, stunning. <laughs> yeah, she gets it I just laughed at who's next. Um, oh yeah, I already had a picture up. So next up, the person of the hour is Jimbo. Uh, so Jimbo comes in. She. I'm trying to figure out how to even describe this. So she is wearing a dress. The dress, what it reminds me of is those old, I don't know if it's Victorian, uh, with where European women were walking around with these big cages around their uh-huh. waist. And there was a dress. Um, only, you know, hers is a little, it's like that, but kind of subversive. Um, so it's pink like fabric and it is trimmed at the top, uh, and the bow in the back is trimmed with this uh, fur, uh, pink fur. She has a pale pink boa. Uh, she has, uh, what is that? Jewels coming from her eyes. It looks like she's crying. I actually thought that her makeup was very Her makeup nice. was wonderful um, this week. Yeah, her hair was doing something that I can't describe. The hair was almost... Um, the look is... Yeah, the look is a boot. The look is a boot. And I also noticed, or maybe this is just me being extra, but I can still see her walk being chopped under that oh, dress. She can't walk. She, she's never really yeah. the actual runway walk. The best walk she had was the hair runway. Yeah. Um, I think she ran. So, yeah, I mean, the look was a, the look was a chop. It was like... <sighs> Fifty shades of fucked up. This look was atrocious, and it's especially atrocious. It's made even more atrocious by her behavior, by <laughs> the critique of this look. And we've talked about this in the last couple episodes. Jimbo has some cuntiness about around her, about her. Mm-hmm. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's real subtle. But, like, the way she t- basically told Tainomi and Aloni, okay, y'all, y'all want to be astronauts? All right, back. I'm going to be a Lego princess. <laughs> you all want to be just as waitresses? Do your thing. I'm going to be, you know, party princess number three, you know, sent to Jimmy's 13th birthday. Mm-hmm. This outfit 
she described it as this intersection of glamour and clown. And here is why it did not work. One, it didn't translate in the execution because I can envision that if she's if she's saying this is supposed to be the clown, a clown's interpretation because she says in this episode she is trained as a clown. So this is supposed to be an interpretation of a clown making fun or clowning around at like Ringling Brothers, um, of, of the pageant. I can see that. One, she didn't explain it that way at all. She thought she was the only woman. Thought she was the only woman. Two, the execution was terrible. She like she was smuggling balls under that goddamn cage. Um, I thought she had a reveal. I thought it was going to be a reveal. And no, nope, was like everything looks cheap. The ply on those boas were terrible. I thought her makeup looked wonderful. I loved her hair. Her hair was actually giving me hairspray. Uh, realness, 50s, 60s. thought that was wonderful. I thought her jewels looked fantastic. Um, Jeffrey's comment that nothing about it was glamorous was a bit of a stretch. But like, semantics. Because altogether the look was not good. And the other thing about it is Jimbo has style and fashion chops. Which means she knows how to style and execute a look. So for her to come out there and say and, and get her, you know, be all butthurt about that, when really she just failed the challenge, was really, really um, unacceptable. And she was, a spe- I think, mm-hmm. the, one of the other big influences for her behavior afterwards, which we're going to get into, was the fact that she knew she had lost her challenge, lost that challenge with that look. Mm-hmm. She lost. She was very much so Alexis Michelle during the Kardashian challenge. Yeah, so it was a boot. It was a boot. And I'm not sorry. About uh, the, the next person is uh, Scarlett Bobo. Um, <clears throat> and she comes out in this beige and black number with a high slit and there's some ruffle details on the side. She kind of has a Corral de Bell like, wig on. Um, and there's a lot going on. There are aspects of this dress that I like. Um, there are aspects like this panel on the, the, the ruffle okay. detail that I don't okay, like. Okay, let's talk about that because that was my note. And it's not a pageant dress. I, mean, I didn't see a pageant gown. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Scarlet in know. the pageant, so whatever. That ruching looked like it was just pinned to the side. Yeah, it just looked like an afterthought right. in the design. Because it was beautiful. It was a beautiful nude and black dress. Sorry, not nude. It was a beautiful beige and black dress. Um, why does this girl home have her shoes on? Um, but that that particular side piece bothered my eye. So it was like, it like mm-hmm. popped it on as an, as an addition. If it had like actually looked like it was flowed into the dress, I thought it would have been absolute perfection, but she otherwise looked stunning. Mm-hmm. And that is that on the runway. That's the top six. (laughs) Let's take a real quick break and then we're going to get into the judging and the drama. So action on me. Okay. Action. Hi. So judging. So judging. Um, real. This is gonna be real quick. The judges were like Scarlett. 
Um, I whatever. I have my feelings. I disagree. Um, but you know, so they're hyping up Scarlet. The the main thing to take away from the judging portion is Lemon Scarlet did well. Mm. They're hyping up Scarlet almost to make her feel like she won. <laughs> um, and the editing is making it look like Scarlet is finally going to take home a the win. Cinematic. This is parallels. where, right. This is where you know they had the U.S. editors on uh, conference call while as they were doing the the jam. They were episode. on Zoom, baby. Right, you know they're like y'all know what would be fierce. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the judges love Jimbo's performance, but they read her runway into the ground. Um, yeah, they kind of like Alona's runway. They read her performances to the ground. They pretty much read everybody who isn't Lemon and Scarlet mm-hmm. um, to varying degrees of intensity. And that is that. Then we go into the backstage. <laughs> Nothing really happened on the no, stage. You're right. I'm laughing because what's about to happen? Oh, wait, I'm backstage. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was oh. trying to give you a segue. And now we're going to the so backstage. backstage. Everyone's walking in. Priyanka is basically been, uh, essentially, we know the bottom's going to be Alona and Priyanka. And Priyanka is really in her head and questioning herself. She's like, I quit my television job to come to this show. Yeah. Um, which is a thing that the girls do. I mean, Shangela quit her marketing job to go on a drag race. Um, yeah. Priyanka's like really questioning whether she has a job afterwards. Jimbo is going off on uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. And this is one of those things that also <laughs> bothers me because you notice that Brooklyn gave very similar notes and she did not come for Brooklyn at all. She only came for Jeffrey. Right. Uh, which was the right, right. same thing the fans were doing. And I was like, well, you all have to realize that Jimbo has a face. Never mind. Jimbo can do wrong. Right. And also, it was a very WTF like uh, comment to like, um, you criticize my dress while well, I criticize your command of the English right. language. Like, what? Right. So, Rita Bagger, huh? um, ever the nice sister goes are you accepting critiques and this is what bothered me because Jimbo said <laughs> yes Jimbo allowed that space because Jimbo easily could have said no and Jim and right. um, Rita goes hey Miss Thing I think you happen to yeah you look a little older than you normally do uh, and cut to Jimbo is actually the same age as a slightly younger than um, Rita She's older, oh, she's older than Rita. She's older than Rita. She's older than Rita. Jimbo decided that that was uh, cute to read the riot act on Rita. She said, <laughs> you crusty motherfucking croissant. <laughs> let, let me let, tell you about that lay wig and how it looks like. She, first and you can, and she goes, that hairline looks like barf. That wig is like the flyaways. It looks crooked. You know, you look at a grandmother who dunks her head in some water. And poor Rita is just sitting there stunned. Priyanka is over there, like, breathing into a lunch, like a brown paper bag, hyperventilating. Because it was so unexpected. And then she didn't stop. She was just going on and on about it. I didn't think that was cute. I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was the ugliest shit I had seen. And this is not... I love Jimbo. I stand Jimbo. I, as much as I hate the way that she paints, 
I love what it is that she stands for and the amount of entertainment and creativity that she brings to the show. She shows a diversity in type of drag queen. She also needs to accept that sometimes she's going to fuck up on the show. And for her to come for Rita and drag her like that, when it was not an unsolicited opinion, or even if it was, even if you do categorize it as unsolicited, she could have easily said, no, I don't want outside critiques. Jimbo literally said, yes, I would really love some outside critiques. Did she think she, did she, think she was about to praise you because you went on Amazon.com and bought some bitch take bitch? You think you're the first bitch who takes her face? You know who does that? The Vivian. And her makeup is always on point. Girl, you ain't the only one. You are not the first one. You are not the only fucking woman. Relax. I was so disgusted by that display because <laughs> the, you know I, we can let a lot ride because Drag Race is a pressure cooker, it's a stressful situation, there's people critiquing you and saying that they don't like your art, which I don't think is necessarily mm-hmm. the message, is really a, 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 I'm not going to get into any RuPaul Drag Race self-sabotoire bullshit but like <laughs> you know, I, I get it, you know, you're a human being, your feelings can get hurt, it's no there's not a reason that you need to project that onto another person at all and it was so <laughs> ugly and it was coming from a hurt place and I hope that the next episode she apologizes to Rita because that was unacceptable <laughs> even when I watched it, it's like let me watch this again because I was like, maybe I missed something maybe, maybe Rita said something that was wrong no she had been waiting for weeks to say uh, let me le tell you bonjour let me le tell you about how much I fucking hate you Oh God! So disappointed. Mm. You you had some feelings about that, huh? I just didn't think that was cute. That was just it not was cute. fucking cute. Like, it, you know, I know the kids go up for a good read and a kiki kiki kiki. You know, me too. But like, it was something. It was coming from a hurt place that was not. That was completely unnecessary. The girls are stressed out. The girls are stressed but who out. Lost that and for, you know, who lost that challenge for Jimbo? Who lost that for Jimbo? No, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying the girls are stressed out. So that was the theme of this episode. It's like the bitches are stressed yeah. out. Um, you know, and I think that Jimbo too is also stressed out with uh, <laughs> maybe Rita getting had in some wins back to back. Right. You know what I mean? Like shit, it's not like you know. And this, but this goes goes back to that week where like um, not the week that Aiden should have been in the bottom, but it was the week the after where she was safe after the um. Uh, Gay's uh, Anatomy Challenge, and they still were jumping down her throat. And I was like, well, you all have to remember something. Aiden Zane didn't go pick up that win for herself. She didn't make mm-hmm. that fucking choice. The judges made that choice. So if your feelings are going to be hurt about that, girl, you need to be mad at the motherfucking judges, bitch. Because Rita Bagger didn't, Rita Bagger didn't go, yo, Rita, you win three challenges, sis. Yeah, still frustrating, though. Still frustrating, yeah, I get it. I guess. I guess. Okay, yes, yes. Fair. People have feelings. <laughs> but at the same time, there was no reason for her to read read of the riot act like that when all she when she created a space for cre- for critique, good or bad, and allowed it and then thought she was gonna come back and just be nasty. Uh-huh. It was nasty. It wasn't constructive or creative. It wasn't even a light drag. It was just nastiness. And ultimately, and what it was really, Jimbo was had come to the realization that she had lost that challenge for herself because of that runway look. Per, and that's how I feel. Okay. 
I'm the wrong, I'm not the wrong, am I the wrong one? You are the lip sync. I'm the lip sync, that's right. Anyway, my bad. <laughs> JK. So we found out who was in the bottom. Uh, the bottom is Alona and Priyanka. And the, the song is Hello by Ali X. And basically, Alona leaves us alone and hits it to the house. Oh, she didn't leave that spot in the stage alone. Let me tell you one thing about that, Alona. I will give her, give them this is that they will emote a song. They know the words. They might be doing a parking bark, but it's the loudest bark on the motherfucking block. They are going to lip sync in place, though. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Alona move more than... Uh, Alona has never social distanced from that one spot during their lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Priyanka pretty much eats her up. It, I, it was sort of expected. Uh, she didn't need to do that split, though. Yeah, well, you know, she just wanted to. I was like, what are you doing this before? <laughs> you just out comedied her, and also she's been on the bottom three times, and she's not, they've not done great lip sync. Right. So, um, and that was the episode. Alona got sent to the house. Uh, Ali X comes to the back to say hi to Alona, and they love that. And mm-hmm, that's that. sweet. I, 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 Alona's a very talented queen. Alona's a very talented look queen, I think. And Alona is going to be very, very, very successful post drag race. Um, and yeah, I look forward to seeing them being able to tour and do their thing. And I'm looking forward to see all the girls being able to go on tour and do their thing. Yeah. 